Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you so very much for taking a moment to join us as we take a look at the book. Creation, the Flood, and Prophecy. They all play together for the end times. Creation as recorded in Genesis chapter 1 and prophecy as recorded in Revelation. You see, you begin with the creation, you end with the return of Jesus Christ. And of course, one of the most significant events during the time between the creation and the return of Christ was the flood. Now, that's why you need to study with us as we take a look at the book. And this is going to be from my series, a five-part audio series that is entitled His Message in Creation. This is the second part of this series. We'll listen to it, and I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of this five-part audio series. Right now, let's listen together. Let's continue our study, Second Peter chapter 3. In light of creation, God has not only told us and revealed to us how we came into existence, what our origins are, but he, in addition to that, has sent a message. And I'm going to think about, there are many messages, and of course, remember I said in the past that this is not an exhaustive study on this subject, I'm just trying to whet your appetite. Again, my whole purpose whenever I come any place is not to give you a fish dinner, but instead to teach you how to fish. I don't want to give you one meal, but I want you to start digging yourself and then teach me when I come back your way, because I need to learn as well. So it's important for me to teach you how to fish as I'm trying to learn how to fish, and other people teach me how to fish. In other words, how to dig in the book and find out the information. And so there's much more I could talk about, but in the five hours that we're supposed to take, I don't have enough time to expand on some of the areas that I would really like to expand into. But let's, for this session together, think about this. In creation, God not only is telling us the origins for each of us, but he is sending us a message about something he wants us to know. And I've divided us into three categories. Those who are believers in the person of Jesus Christ, and this is what 2 Peter chapter 3 is dealing with. And then I want to show you the message that God gives to the lost people. And it's an important message that he gives to them, essential for their eternal existence. And then I want to show you a message in creation that he gives to the Jewish people. To the lost people, it's a message of a pronouncement of things to come. A pronouncement of things to come. Look at 2 Peter chapter 3, and let's see what this has to say. 2 Peter chapter 3, remember, I told you was that uh, portion of Scripture that was dealing with um, some of the uh, activities of the last days. But I want you to notice who he is writing to. He's not writing to the lost world. He's not writing to the secular community. Look what it says here in verse uh, 1. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you. He's talking to the beloved. Well, isn't that interesting? Look down here in verse 8. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. Again, he's writing to the... Look at verse 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, in the context of how it's going to be in the last days. Go over to verse 17. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before. That's an interesting phrase. Seeing that you know these things before. One of the reasons for studying this is so that 
before it all happens, we can know. And he's telling us, Peter's saying, this is what's going to happen before. You want to know what I'm coming? Pay attention. Just let me stimulate your mind. Let me bring to your remembrance those truths. Why are we having such unbelievable discussions about evolution? And when we're in the States, we live in Chattanooga, Tennessee. You ever hear of Dayton, Tennessee? No. You ever hear of the trial that took place up there? William Jennings Bryant, the excellent jurist? Unbelievable. But that is starting to come back now into prominence. And the debate is, is being rekindled today. They're revisiting Dayton, Tennessee. And so I think we're right on target uh, time-wise to be studying these things. And, and Peter says, hey, beloved, pay attention. Let me show you. Here's a pronouncement of what's happening. Verse 3. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. Let me tell you, there's going to be doubt of the second coming of Jesus Christ in the body of Christ. Doubt as to whether he's really going to come. There'll be scoffers walking after their own lusts, saying, where's the promise of his coming? We're not saying that out loud. Oh, no. But we're certainly saying it with our actions. I want to tell you something. I visit every ma- I've visited almost every major church in America and spoken in these churches. And let me tell you what I hear when I go into these churches. I can tell you a church in North Carolina, a major, major church, started one of the great Bible schools of America, had as its pastor for over 25 years one of the greatest prophecy teachers right on target, down the line with us. And when I went into that church, after about 15 years after his death, his secretary came to me at the conclusion of the service when I spoke on prophecy. He said, that's the first message we have heard on prophecy since Dr. So-and-so died. Now, what is that saying? Well, it may not say with our mouth that we doubt Jesus Christ is coming, but it's saying with our actions. The apostle Paul said, there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me because I love his appearing and for all those who love his appearing. How are you going to love his appearing if you don't ever hear about it? Dr. John Warburton's heart is broken. For over 62 years, he's been teaching prophecy. For most of those years, he's been at Dallas Theological Seminary teaching prophecy. He's taught a lot of young men to go out to be pastors. And he told me personally, Dr. Walbert told me the other day personally, he said, my heartache as I travel into the alumni's churches is that their people tell me it's the first time I've heard a message on prophecy in years. And these are men trained up in the doctrine of the second coming of Jesus Christ, the premillennial, pre-trib rapture understanding of the scriptures. What's happening? I go over to Hungary, and the body of Christ over there, we go into a pastor's meeting. The, hung, the Word of Life Hungry people team bring me over there to have a pastor's conference. I speak on prophecy. In that pastor's conference, we see six pastors come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's number one. Oh, that was a bit surprising. But number two, I see 99 and 44, 100% of those pastors who are a millennial. A millennial, meaning 
So if you take it to its extreme, you deny the resurrection, you deny the, the eternality of uh, eternal punishment, and you have no understanding of the return of Jesus Christ, it's a dangerous doctrine in my opinion. You've got to take I, I'm sorry for being so dogmatic. I can't help it. That's just the way I am. I was born that way and had a relapse. I can't help it. But, uh, I mean, you see my concern? Uh, who's the same? Where's he coming? Where is his coming? I thought he promised to come. It says, beloved, you know, he's going to say, from the, t from the days of our fathers of old, even from creation. We know we're talking to believers here. They believe in creation. They're the ones doubting it. Our actions, our attitudes for life. What about you? I, I forget everybody else just for a moment. And don't answer me out loud or even make an expression change on your face. What about your attitudes? How do you approach life? Why are you down here? I mean, uh, what are you doing this afternoon? What about your ambitions? How have you trained up your kids and uh, our grandchildren? What ambitions are we setting for them? By our lives, actions. Doubting is coming. What do we then do when you doubt it? When you doubt it, you have to deny it. Deny? Deny what? His second coming? No, 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 no. We'll just deny creation. Because that shows that he that was there in the beginning is going to be there at the end. He creates the beginning. He controls the end. So if I don't want him to control the end, I'll just deny creation. I've never stood up. No. But you want me to tell you something I'm not going to point out anybody. Let me tell you something. The people have come to me and asked me, well, what about dinosaurs? Were they before? I'm talking about people here, our own staff. Huh? Doubting it. Because you have let the world inundate you with a wrong philosophy, and you have not done anything with it. And then not only us, our families are being in What do you do? How do you deal with it? I mean, there's so many other things we are, ought to be dealing with. Because if my grandson grows up and doesn't believe in the Lord should tarry, how's he going to live his life? Well, that's what Peter's saying. I've I got to stimulate your thinking. You know, you're, 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 you're doubting it, now you deny it. But Jesus reminds us through Peter. And Peter says in verse 9, but listen to me, listen to me. Christ is not slack in concerning his promise. Does some men count slackness? But he's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. And all should come to the love of the truth, the love of the gospel. He says, you know what? I am going to come when I realize it's time that the last one has come to know Christ. It's going to come. I am. He's going to deliver us. Though there be doubting, though there be denial, the deliverance is coming. He is going to come. And you know how we get really involved in accepting that and being able to comfort each other by that? Not denying 
anymore the truth of creation and judgment in the flood. One of the reasons we do it is because, well, we got other things we want to do. You ever heard your teenage grandchild say, man, I believe Jesus is coming, but I hope he doesn't come till after I get married and have a couple of kids. <laughs> Did you ever hear him say that? Or have you ever said it about wanting to have a couple of grandkids yourself? Whew. Is there a message in creation for us? <laughs> I guess so. I'm sorry. I, maybe I can move those other people, those lost people. I mean, get off of us. Let's move to, go to chapter 1 of Romans, Romans chapter 1. There's a message of creation, a message in creation that is a provision for the lost. For the believer is a pronouncement. He is coming. Though you deny it and though you doubt it, he is coming. And you believe in creation, understand the flood, you will realize he is coming. Creation, the Flood, and Prophecy. That's the name of this series that we've been listening to a portion of. Actually, we listened to the second installment, His Message in Creation, you did not hear all of it. There's still much more information you need to have. In fact, you need this entire series. It's a five-part audio series that is on CD, Creation and Prophecy, His Message in Creation, The Flood, His Glory in Creation and Prophecy, and His New Creation. Those are the five parts in this five-part audio series on CD entitled Creation, The Flood, and Prophecy. If you'd like to order yours, you can go to the phone right now. We have a toll-free number that you can call. It's toll-free from across America. That number is 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. Call right now to order your copy of Creation, the Flood, and Prophecy. Or if you'd like to go to the Internet, go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and you can make your order that way. However you order it, get it today. You need to understand there's a big battle to try to destroy all of us who believe that God created everything in this universe. He sent the flood in judgment, and he is indeed coming again. Creation, the Flood, and Prophecy, the five-part audio series. You need to have it call or go to the Internet right now and make your order. By the way, as you study this subject with us, you'll come to the realization that the second coming of Jesus Christ is indeed close. But remember before that, seven years before that, the rapture of the church takes place. And that could happen today. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...